was just opening Coinbase's email from 1.05 p.m. about how crypto could change live music. Huh. What do they say about NFTs? Um, I didn't get that far because I couldn't understand what an M- NFT was. <laughs> I might release my... Just for fun, release my EP. Acts from acts from Kings of Leon and Grimes to Eminem have released NFTs as a way of staying connected with fans, boosting revenue and fundraising on behalf of struggling venues. Now that concerts are returning, Concert Biz Goliath Not Live Nation has already booked twice as many shows for 2022 as it did in 2019. What role will NFT plays? Smart contracts could prevent scalping, allow acts to get cut a cut of secondary market sales, prevent ticket fraud. Uh, every NFT is a unique crypto token that works like a certificate of authenticity. Bands can sell VIP concert experiences, limited edition yep. merch, special versions of albums, and almost anything else a fan might want. DJs and EDM acts like Dead Mouse and RAC helped pioneer the use of NFTs in music because they're built with smart contracts. They can enable Dead Mouse is making a small fortune. They can enable features like automatic royalty payments each time artwork is resold. As Rack explained, his NFT could get traded into oblivion for the rest of my life and I'll keep getting 10%. Because <laughs> because you know you release So in other in other words, un- unlike selling an album secondhand like in a used yep. CD it's store. It's all first-hand sales. It's all first interesting. And and you can actually because things become collectibles in the in that space. Um, your NFT But it's all digital, right? I uh, hate just owning digital stuff. <clears throat> like Slugs and Bugs is only releasing season 2 digitally. They're not doing DVDs. Yeah. So, but what I was going to say is um, so like the 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 token becomes a collectible and all of a sudden instead of paying instead of having unlimited albums for ten dollars you have one thousand albums that all go for 250 300 bucks a piece why would somebody buy an album for 300 dollars? or more because there's only there's a limited supply and it's the only one you'll ever get so if and you these were, guys do not do streaming platforms no they don't so if you were to if you were say let's say you were dead mouse Let's say you were a patroller. And, and you got really famous. The only way you could hear my music is if I was live, a bootleg, or you had a collectible album. I do not value anybody's music enough <laughs> to pay $300 Fair. for it when I could get a close approximate on Apple. Um, there, there are a lot of people who do. Yeah. And artwork, digital artwork, because NFTs specifically lend themselves to 3D design and graphics. There's artists out there now who are creating single NFTs of like one piece of like, we're going to sell five of these. And they're getting auctioned off for ten, fifteen thousand dollars Okay, so this is artwork that exists on your computer. Yeah, it's digital art. So then... This is... This is how you and I are so different. Ready to go another level? It's kind of like a tattoo. Like you're willing to pay $1,000 for a piece of artwork that only ever exists on your body. Are you, yep. Are you ready to go to another level? This is so beyond. There are now. Remember, I buy our kids' clothes at Goodwill. There are now virtual reality worlds known as metaverses 
that you can go into and you can create your own gallery of all of your digital collectibles. So similar to remember when I said Awakenings did that huge virtual EDM festival where you where you put on you walked into like you put on v- a VR a headset. VR headset and you walk into an entirely digital created world with palaces and stages and worlds oh where gosh. different things and are there happening. Are people performing on the different there's people, stages. yeah. So they they and they're doing live performances. Live performances. And you're on virtually these interacting stage. with them, right? And exactly. other fans. Exactly. Everybody's all kind of oh together. Gosh. This feels like something. Tell me a movie that this feels like it's Ready from. Player One. Yeah, <laughs> right. So the same thing is happening with art art galleries. So there's whole communities now that set up art galleries, and you can come interact with people's artwork because there's these collectibles that people are like. Oh, I didn't get one, or this is a limited time release, and you know they just. Did you this see stuff. the Babylon's Bees tweet of a couple of days ago, where they six months ago. They tweeted that Elon Musk had said, you know, this is the B, that mm-hmm. he was going to be the first person to put a meme on the moon. Yeah. And several days ago, he literally just <coughs> said he was going to use Dogecoin to put a meme on the moon. And they were like, apparently we're not satire. I feel like, you know, these movies like Ready Player One and then also Wally, you know, mm-hmm. Where these people have lived these virtual lives and are fat and lazy and worthless. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've read that people feel like they're, they're virtual lives. This is teenagers and millennials feel like their online lives and their online persona is actually more who they really are than their real life persona. And so, for example, that pornography article that I sent you... Yeah. Where they're like, I can have these fantastic quote unquote relationships and sexual experiences and with video games, actual relationships with other people who value me and who whom I feel see me who for who I really am. And then I can walk outside and be like, blink, 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 this bright sunlight hurts my eyes. And also, I can't interact with these real people. I feel like what you're describing we have arrived at this yeah. incredibly bizarre virtual world where people will pay $300 for a virtual album that you can't even touch. Or more. Or <laughs> This is so weird to me. Or more. Oh my gosh. So the, yeah. So, I mean, the interesting thing that I've been contemplating is there's a whole generation of kids grow. So I have this conversation with, with our buddy Ty all the time. Ty... Uh, is he's, he's always been a, a coin collector, actual physical Literal coins. coins. Literal he literally, coins that you can hold. One of our kids had a nickel or a dime last night, and he was like, oh, this dime is worth like $1.50. And I was like, you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> right? So one thing he's struggling with is for him, the, the crypto space, cryptocurrencies and crypto coins are not real. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, they're digital. They're not real. I can't hold them or physically yeah. touch them. I said, that may be true for you. But you've got a whole generation of people growing up where that digital currency is more is real more real, or just as real or more real as something physical they hold in their hand. Because that's the reality they grew up with is the reality is that phone that they hold in their hand with their wallet, with their tokens in it, that's just as real as their phone with their bank account and a number in it. Which, in a sense, I'm thinking about... You know, Ty holding a dime 
and saying that dime is worth a dollar fifty. That's totally arbitrary. Even the value He will say it's not. He will say it's not, but it is. Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Value is in the eye of the beholder. Even the dime that we hold in our hands is only worth 10 cents because the U.S. government says it's worth 10 cents. Yes, but if you find somebody outside the U.S. government to say, I'll give you a dollar fifty for that dime, it's suddenly worth a dollar fifty. That's right. That's economics if 101. The US, and, and then you have the absolute value of that 10 cents from the U.S. government. If the U.S. government prints a billion, right. trillion dollars, the... Now I'm going to get my terminology confused. The dime still says it's worth 10 cents, but you've got in Venezuela, you've got in Zimbabwe, you have to take a grocery bag full of $100 bills to buy a loaf of bread. So depending on what the U.S. government does, because we don't have a gold standard anymore, it's still... So what I'm saying is, is to me, holding it in my hand communicates value that is, is... as unreal as the Dogecoin. Oh, interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't have... And just because I can hold it in my hand, does it mean it has any more, any less arbitrary value right. than a Dogecoin? Well, because a dime in the United States 10 years ago is going to be worth a fraction of what a dime in the United States right. will be worth in 10 years, if I may be so bold as to make that <laughs> prediction. And, and you know... One thing that Dogecoin has, so in the in the cryptocurrency space, all of these tokens are getting traded. Like the the higher the the more discerning traders, I'll put it that way. <laughs> Sounds kind of snooty. Um, the more discerning traders are those who actually pay attention to the blockchain technology. <laughs> the ones who didn't technology. also jump on the GameStop bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the block who pay attention to the blockchain technology they trade those currencies based on the underlying technology because that underlying technology has value that company is providing a service that has value so those coins have value and also there's a limited quantity right, right? but what not all the coins only okay. bitcoin is limited for instance but one thing that dogecoin has shown us <coughs> as a meme coin <laughs> Is the fact that you need no underlying technology for something to have value. It has Dogecoin value. Dogecoin doesn't have... Has, no, it's created as a joke. Oh. There was an internet meme with a, like a dog on it, and that's, and that's really? where this That's came where from. Dogecoin came But Yes. Okay. But Elon Musk is genuinely saying that he's going to pay yes. for the mission to the yes, moon I am convinced, with Dogecoin. Okay, this... You, now... Elon Musk also got on Saturday Night Live on on Saturday and trashed. He trashed. He it. said we're hustling it. But then the next day he's he goes and probably buys he a probably bunch during the day. Bought a bunch of it. This is the same guy who calls all of his who spells sexy with his cars. Tesla Model S, Model Three, which is Leet speak oh, for E, Model X, Model Y. This is this is a guy who calls his cars sexy. Okay, he is screwing with everyone, and he's having a grand time because he's so stupid rich. He doesn't care. <laughs> hey, you are dissing an African American right now. I think Elon is awesome. <laughs> he like he's Musk. one of those people who oh. is so hard to wrap my head around because he doesn't fit in neat little boxes. You know, I mean, he's now a Texan. Right. 
Uh, yeah. So anyway, no, I'm excited about, uh, I, I get really excited about the technology because like NFTs are so cool. So my EP that I want to do, I'm like, you know, instead of releasing all these platforms where I never make any money anyway, I'll just release it as, as a limited edition NFT. Why not? I can be, that'd be fun to try. I don't care. How do you access the technology to do that? There are services now okay. where you can actually go in and create your own non-fungible tokens. And here's the funny part. Like somebody like dead mouse, he actually made a he he on his uh, Instagram feed a couple of weeks ago. He said he said something really snarky like, uh, "Here's how you get ridiculously rich with almost no effort: uh, create design, create video, create NFT, sell it for stupid amounts of money, or something like that." And that's exactly what he's been doing because NFTs the NFT like a. It's taking a digital piece of artwork that people do all over the place all the time anyway, and then just calling it an NFT and throwing it up online. And all of a sudden, it's worth way more. Now, that said, most of the people who are making lots of money have pre-existing fan bases. They already have fan bases and audiences, and people are like, oh, you really see? I'm going to grab that. But it's a whole other market. These are people who don't collect physical art. It's just super weird. The cultures are so wildly different. So So, anyway, I find it all super fun and fascinating, but I'm also making a lot of money on crypto. So (laughs) yeah, you guys, there was a meme. There was a meme that I sent JR the other day and it was like, I can't remember how it was more pithy than this, but basically I can grab my phone. You know, when a toddler sees a movie and everything in their world is about that movie. For example, we watched the movie Moana and about two weeks later, we got a puppy, and his name is Maui. Right. Everything was Moana for about four or five months. You know, our kids did not jump on the Frozen bandwagon. But if you guys have kids in that era, or you had nieces or friends, you know, everything was let it go, let it go for little girls for like six months straight. So it said basically, this meme basically said... What little kids and a movie that they latch on to is, is what... A grown people, adult. a grown adult with crypto is right now. I mean, <laughs> Jr. and Ty literally sat in our dad. dining room, and my dad literally <laughs> sit around on their devices, all three of them, and just watch the graph of what their crypto is doing <laughs> in the moment. I saw. So for those, why if, were you, you up got, so late the other night? Oh, I was hoping I was, my crypto. I wanted to would, get up another thousand dollars. So I. If you if you do anything in the world, if you if you've ever spent any time researching stocks or anything, um, you'll know that some stocks like Tesla, uh, you know, can be really poo pooed, but at the same time they do really well. Yet at the same time they have these wild swings. Crypto has tons of wild swings. Well, I saw a funny meme on Reddit the other day, and it's this. It was a picture of Tesla's stock symbol running around wildly, nobody able to catch him like a pig at a picnic, mm-hmm. and it said trying to catch timing on a tesla stock buy or something like that and you, you just can't but it's so wild it's more entertaining than than facebook you know it just goes up and down and i've been doing for those of you that don't know i i started screwing around with cryptocurrencies for fun back in 2017 and i didn't have any of the massive you know i put in 17 dollars and made six million sorts of things but i did well and so i i was happy i met my goal so i pulled my money out and i left a little bit in there and then fast forward to when bitcoin skyrocketed the first of the year and i'm like whoa i've got a lot more in there so i went and spread it all around and now it's just super fun just to watch it go up and down it beats my savings account 
Well, that's not hard. <clears throat> that's not hard. Point oh two percent. Modern banking. Yeah, apparently the banks keep a lot of that money, a lot of those fees. That's how they build such big buildings and finance everything. They don't give you nearly what they're making. Of course not. Pennies, fractions. So they don't like it. Anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> so Jared and I haven't really talked for a couple of days. And, and I arrived down here with my cup of tea and my phone and my list of topics. And, and she just launched right into that question go. you heard when you first turned on the show. I think we've only ever done an intro like that once, where we just launch into a conversation. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't intend for that to be a conversation for this, but here we go. No, but it's fun. It is fun. It's anyway, interesting. if it's your first time joining us, that's a rarity. Normally I do this whole intro at the beginning of the show, but I'm JR. I'm Molly. And we are uh, happily, wonderfully, exuberantly, <laughs> giddy, uh, gleeful, married couple with... That is not true. Nope, you have not to be honest with people. Okay. We are a... We are a committed, <laughs> in it for the long haul, married couple with four kids that we are committed to raising yes. in the fear and admonition and of the Lord. I'll tell you what, sometimes and we it's, need it each other and we need the Lord to do that. It's harder to commit to those kids than it does to you, my dear wife, because kids are crazy. So, naturally, uh, a lot of our conversation revolves around uh, parenting. Um, and not just that's our stage of life. It is. I'm sure when it's not our stage of life, we're not going to have a podcast anymore because nobody's going to want to hear about it. So what'd you do today? Um, I gardened. I read another book. I gardened. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a really really interesting book and we'll be reflecting on all of our struggles and feelings as parents. Currently the dominating, uh, the dominating thing around our household is this camping trip with my brother and his wife and, his bro- his sister-in-law and her husband and their six kids in... Uh, I think they only have five. I can't keep up. Five. I'm happy to keep up with my own siblings rather than my brother's married siblings. Um, anyway, yeah, we got this big like two-week-long camping trip coming up. and So I'm trying to work out logistics and finding boondocking spots. If any of you guys know of any cool boondocking spots in, in, a, in or near around Reno, Nevada, that's about the right... Time frame and by boondocking, it means literally just a place to park, like BLM. You don't need give me some BLM. Give me a nice spot by a creek where no yeah, where we kick me don't out. we don't need an official campsite necessarily because we'll be self-contained. Yeah, and we don't want to necessarily pay for it, and we don't want to be surrounded by other people. Like I looked up the KOA, you guys. So KOA is headquartered in Billings. So I looked up the KOA in Reno. There is a casino at the KOA. Which is hilarious to me, right? It's all and it's just it's just like so it's a concrete parking lot. It's like literally. Place. So anyway, no... uh, for being, I think I read last night for being sixty nine percent public lands, Bureau of Land Management, um, finding like access or points or whatever for all of that land is is a bit daunting. You know, sometimes you just have to do it when you get there. So I'm trying to just line things but out as doing best as possible. It as you get there with four young kids. And a wife who already doesn't really want to do it. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's that I struggle with uncertainty and unknowns. Yes, and I live in the world of uncertainty and unknowns. So, we make for a happily married couple. <laughs> we, we balance each other out. Anyway, so if any of you guys know anything in Reno... Or maybe you live in the area and you have like this cool backyard. Or just, just a driveway. Just driveway. driveway. <laughs> we just need a parking lot. A level driveway. <laughs> yeah. I I have a, 
I've had some really great experiences finding dispersed camping by a creek and just hanging out. It's been really nice. So, but anyway, so we're doing this big camping trip in our in our now flat black murdered out uh, pop up trailer with a giant pink donut on the back. So if you see us going down, we bought I-80. a spare tire cover that's <laughs> a pink sprinkled donut because we're half murder, half whimsy. Yeah, we're meeting my brother. We're doing Sequoia and Yosemite National Park, and then I think I think we might drive up the coast of California on our way back. It's a little bit longer than going straight home, but there is no straight home. We got family in Oregon. We can stop and say hi we to family do. for a night, it's take a, a shower, wash some clothes. Driving, we'll be good. I'm telling myself that three days of driving to get there, it's okay. We'll be okay. Do you think if we really okay. wanted to, I could I could bus tail and get the bus done before we go? We could just no. drive the bus. No, actually, okay. I don't. Um, if you guys have healthy camping <laughs> meal ideas, send them my way because I am kind of a control freak when it comes to feeding my family and healthy food. Uh, Jr. hunts, and so I don't have to spend ten dollars a pound on grass fed organic beef. I just go to the freezer and pull out the deer or elk that he or my dad hunted. And we have organic free range food at my disposal and thinking about being a control freak nerd, organic crunchy person feeding my family on the road is a little bit stressful. To and me. when you're gone as long, this is an adventure for this us is like because a two week trip. We're, we're going, we're going to make a supply run, at least one supply run. So we obviously can't pack food for the entire two weeks. We pack food for like, and we don't days, even know so where we will make the supply four. run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is really stressful for me. <laughs> I would like specifics. You guys, I am exacting enough in my life that normally I do a Walmart pickup on Monday at four o'clock. That's when I get my groceries for the week. I do a Costco run once a month, and that's a little bit more flexible depending on our monthly where we're at in our monthly budget and how long I can stretch. There are a couple of things that I have to get at Costco. I have to get butter because I get Kerrygold butter and I have to get dog food. And if I can, when I run out of, I think those are kind of my two, and sugar. I get their organic bulk sugar. So when I run out of sugar, butter, and dog food, those are my Costco trip and toilet paper. Those are my Costco trip timing. And otherwise, Monday afternoon, I do my Walmart pickup. And so to be like, I don't know when and where I'm going to get my next set of groceries. We're just going to drive. And what if we run out of food? And I also have my... So my my dad's dad was a dust bowl, think like Grapes of Wrath uh, guy, literally picking corn in fields of Nebraska with Mexican immigrants. And he was just classic depression we would go to his when we would go visit him he's now passed away but his wife my grandma eileen is 97 she's still alive but when we would go visit him like when i was in high school and college we would count how many pounds of butter were in the basement fridge because if he found a sale on things like butter he couldn't pass it up and so he always had at least 10 pounds of butter in his basement fridge just for him and my grandma eileen and it was kind of a joke for us, but now I realize that it's a little bit embedded in my soul. <laughs> this don't run out of butter, don't run out of extra food, 
don't pass up a good deal. <laughs> I try hard to pass up a good deal these days because we have everything we could possibly imagine needing. But anyway, um, I'm trying to be flexible and go with the flow and let go of some of my controlling food habits, at least trusting that we'll stay happy and healthy food-wise for two weeks while we're on the road. Yes, and I now that I think about it, that means we'll be not having a podcast for like two weeks. And I don't think I want to. I think it'd be kind of fun to have a podcast on the road. But unfortunately, when I sold, when I when I shut down my video production company, all of my mobile more let's say more mobile audio recording equipment went with it. I kind of wish there was like one piece of gear. I kind of wish I hung on to, but whatever. Anyway, I'll figure it out. I'll figure something out. I don't think we can record. I don't think the iPad. Week. I don't think the iPad. Well, we'll definitely have a, a podcast next week. It's the two weeks following. Yeah. Maybe only one week, but it would be fun to have. I think it'd be fun to have. Do something from the road. Do something from the road. Oh, actually, Jr. has an idea. You guys, he actually, just has could, a light bulb flashing above I his head. I could pack up. I could pack up my box right there, because we, that big box. Yeah, we'll be staying at a house. What? My Apollo? I know, my Apollo's way too big. At one point, I had a smaller Apollo that I had for like two weeks and decided I, w- I didn't want to keep it. Oh, which would have been perfect. You shouldn't have bought and sold something like that. I buy and sold. Oh, I tried not to buy and I try to buy the things I want, and then I don't ever sell them. I, like, I've had that for, I don't even know how many years now. Okay, I have things I, w- I plan to talk about. Oh, right. <clears throat> Sorry, we'll figure this out, guys, and we'll let you know if we're not going to have an episode or... <laughs> Or I just spend, won't show up I in your sp- feed. <laughs> just won't show up in your feed. Maybe we'll do, like, Instagram videos. Five-minute Instagram videos. Okay, um, update for you guys on Faith's birthday. Since some of you have interacted with me about Faith's birthday party. She got her Mickey birthday. I made Mickey ears, mini ears from scratch, from felt, from Hobby Lobby. And did not support the Disney Empire. And the Ziggle by Radio Flyer that we bought her has been a huge hit. For her. I'm amazed to see a little three-year-old, like, She loves it. And also, Elise, who is six, loves it. And Lily stands on the back bar of the Ziggle and does it faster than Faith. And Faith sits on the seat <laughs> while Lily stands on the back bar and does it for her. And they cruise along. Or she'll, like, push it this. like a scooter. So it's been a huge hit. The kids love it. So I'm glad that I bought that. And I bought it from Walmart, which is Walmart, but at least it's not Target or Amazon. (laughs) So um, also on Impulse, when I was at Hobby Lobby, getting the mini, mini headband materials on one of the end caps, there was this unicorn, like putty or slime or fluff. I think it was called unicorn fluff. Uh, canister, and I was like, oh, they've been fighting so much over Lily's. She has this putty that glows in the dark that's the texture. It's a little bit stickier than Silly Putty, but it's essentially Silly Putty. And, like, if it gets stuck on a piece of fabric, it peels right off, unless it's, like, really, really ground into it. Um, so anyway, they've been fighting over this so much. I was like, hey, this looks like it could be similar. I'll get this for her. It was more like slime and it was really sticky. Like it even sticks to your fingers and they played with it. I was like, you guys can play with it at the dining table and that's it. And it's still stuck to stuff. 
Her birthday party was on Saturday night. And by birthday party, I mean family dinner with two extra friends at it. And Sunday morning was Mother's Day. And Lily went to church early with JR's mom, who was staying with us for the night and for a couple of nights. And Elise, who is six, comes up to me and is like, um, the cat, who is a long-haired cat, by the way, guys, the cat has some, some of face unicorn fluff stuck on her fur. And I was like, mm, you're <laughs> supposed to play with this only at the table. You guys. The cat jumped on the table. It was almost the entire thing of the slime across the cat's entire belly (laughs) and i'm okay so i'm gonna back up for a second a couple of months ago i took the two older ones skiing for the day and so jr had the six-year-old and the then two-year-old and at some point during the day that you had them elise spilled yogurt in the front seat and she was embarrassed slash afraid to tell you so she covered it up with one of those masks that's a gator you know that we wear as face masks when we have to wear one but is also like a net gator Mm -hmm. she covered it up with one of those and i don't know how long it sat there but eventually we discovered that there was something white paste like dried into the front seat leather seat of my car And my car has not just heated seats, but also cooling seats. And so there's these tiny little holes all over the seat. And it's kind of weird because you turn on the cooling function and it blows cold air on your bottom. It's kind of amazing for a guy who does nothing but sweat. It sort of feels like you've peed your pants, though, when you have cool air blowing on your bottom. (laughs) But all of the tiny little holes that the air blows through were plugged with dried white stuff that Elise told me weeks later because we're just baffled you're mad at me because the seats are ruined and disgusting and you think it's my fault and i'm like i mean i know i don't take great care of my car but this i did not do i don't know why how this happened and at least i had we had to go somewhere with a mask like costco i hand her this blue net gator and it's covered with white crunchy crap and she's like this is disgusting i'm not gonna wear this and i was like okay what are you gonna do then you got to put something on your face. And she's like, oh, I know why this is on this. So a couple weeks ago, when you had Titus and Lily skiing, I spilled yogurt in the front seat. Well, daddy was inside somewhere and he had me and Faith in the car. And I didn't want him to know. So I just covered it up with this mask. <gasps> Elise? So um, when this happens, do you think that was a, a wise choice? Or do you think maybe it would have been a wiser choice? To deal with the consequences right then and not ruin the seat. Because here I am literally picking each hole out with a toothpick. And I still haven't even remotely made progress in cleaning it out like I would like. And she's like, yeah, I probably should have told him. So fast forward to the slime on the cat's belly. I am am like 87% certain that... Elise had something to do more than just noticing slime on the cat's belly, <laughs> which was how it was communicated to me that it was a, oh, I just noticed. I just the noticed the cat has slime. Literally 
going from like between her legs, chest, all the way down to her belly. It is embedded down to her skin. To where I I had Titus hold her upside down and I just cut out layer after layer. Like I cut out a handful of fur slash slime. And Titus was like, You didn't get it all. And I was like, Yeah, because I have to do it in in layers because I'm worried I'm gonna cut her skin. Because cutting slime feels a lot like cutting skin. So <laughs> So I I'm I I, this is a parenting wisdom call, but I'm waiting for Elise to own it. And I feel like I want to give her enough time where she feels safe admitting that she did the wrong. Because you guys, Elise is our one that that we've been doing most of the parenting, raising the challenging child stuff with. Because she's number three. She just... She gets targeted by the other two a lot. She has this extremely exuberant personality that clashes with mine, where if any kid is, if, if she gets surprised, she screams an ear-splitting scream, you know? And it's like, everyone gets mad at her, and it's just her instinct. You know, the next kid over doesn't scream the ear-splitting scream, and so doesn't get chastised nearly like like she does, and all the stereotypes of kid number three. So I'm trying to to help her feel safe to own something, which for me means not pushing, like, I know you did this. Admit it. And every now and then, like, even last night, she's like, Mom, can I tell you something? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I could literally, like, put my face really close to hers. She was brushing her teeth, put my elbows on the counter. I was like, yeah. And she's like, I kind of wish I had my old bedroom back because the kids switched bedrooms a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, I was kind of hoping you were going to own the slime thing. <laughs> Shoot. So anyway, that was that was one of the starts to my Mother's Day, guys. And if you also did not have a marvelous Mother's Day, I feel you and Jesus loves you anyway because my kids fought Oh, the kids were all horrible. day long, and I it's was amazing. exhausted, and I also was angry all day. And I watched a Rachel Jankovic video today where she was like, "If your kids are whiny and grumpy and complainy, you should look in a mirror because they're probably getting it from you." Ooh, and I was like, "Ouch, yeah, yeah but it's true." So, um, so that was that was Faith's birthday, and Mother's Day was slime, and Lily came home that night. And was like, Where, where's Faith Slime? I was going to open it and I could play with it. And I was like, in the garbage <laughs> filled with cat hair. And we're not doing that one again. So anyway. Um, oh my goodness. So that was one thing I was going to say. The other thing was <laughs> um, Anna messaged us on Facebook and asked about our Bible reading uh, <clears throat> rhythms or plans and yeah. what we do. And I do a Bible reading plan that's called the Women's Bible Reading Challenge, and it's sponsored by Douglas Wilson's church, slash especially... <gasps> Are you a Douglas Wilson fan? Only insofar as his church... Actually, I'm a fan of a lot of the worlds that he's created, like his son, Andy Wilson. Mm-hmm. I like his literature. His brother, Gordon, has produced fabulous documentaries with Andy about just nature documentaries that are they're very they're just enough different than like BBC life and the interesting thing is Gordon very deliberately 
does the nature documentaries with himself in them. So you see him interacting with nature. And he he does that because he says, for example, in the first one, I've seen the first one and the second one, and I think they intend to make a third one. The first one, he focuses, he's fascinated with snakes, which I have a problem with snakes. But he, he... As you should. Didn't it bruise your heel? Right. He weaves this theological commentary throughout it. Like, what is the role of snakes in creation? And since the fall and in the new creation, what's the role of snakes? And in the meanwhile, rather than if you imagine like BBC Life or something, you'd see snakes in their natural environment, interacting with other animals, but you never see people. And he says... God gave humankind dominion over creation, including snakes. And so, I am deliberately showing me interacting with and having dominion over. He's not killing them. He respects them. He thinks they're amazing creatures. Mm -hmm. But he goes to this place in Sri Lanka where they're milking the venom of snakes to create anti-venom. And he interacts with them deliberately to show people are supposed to be part of this earth. The earth is not this pristine, peopleless place that people soil, which is the impression that you kind of get if you watch any other nature documentary. Oh, fair. I never thought of that. And so his point... I mean, I recognize that language from, you know, crazy environmentalists. Yeah. And so his point is, we're supposed to be part of this, and we're supposed to be good stewards of it, but we're supposed to be part of this, and we're supposed to be exercising our our I can't think of the right theological term but the intermediary between God and creation <clears throat> exercising dominion and good stewardship is part of that dominion over it and so we should visibly be part of interacting with our environment even in a nature documentary so anyway and you know Douglas Wilson's world Really like those documentaries. Really like Andy Wilson's children's literature. He even has an Amazon series called Hello Ninja that's children's stuff. Uh, His daughter, Rachel, I'm a huge fan of her parenting stuff. So there's a Facebook group. Wow. I actually got on a rabbit trail and remembered to come back to the original story. I was actually, I was just mentally tracing, oh, we're coming back to Bible reading plans. Right. So anyway. Anna emailed us about messages about Bible reading plans. So I have gotten on board. There's a Facebook group that's like the Women's Bible, Bible Reading Challenge, and they've created a Bible reading plan that starts at the beginning of the school year, and you read the entire Bible. It averages six or seven chapters a day from during the course of the school year. So I am, at the end of May, I will have read the entire Bible. And it's not cover to cover. It's kind of cool because they they don't, they pair things um, in a way that you can make Old Testament, New Testament links. So we don't just read straight through the Psalms. We read uh, part of Isaiah, and then we read two psalms that bear well with Isaiah. We read, so the psalms, the Proverbs have been paired with other pieces of of the Bible throughout, and I'm currently in the book of Revelation. Oh, and then the other thing I love about the Bible reading challenge, this particular Bible reading challenge, is that we get every Sunday off because they want you to be getting the word from your local church, 
And we also get, when we finish a big chunk of scripture, we get a catch-up day built in, which I just think is the most grace-filled way to encourage Bible reading. So, you know, you finish the book of Jeremiah, and then there's an optional, if you're all caught up, why don't you just sit down and read the book of Ephesians, which is six chapters. That's your 15 to 20 minutes of reading per day. Sit down and read the book of Ephesians. And part of the reason that it this fits well with other things I want to talk about is I was reading Ephesians as a bonus day on the day that I read the news that that Canadian pastor, the Polish Canadian pastor, was arrested for continuing to hold church services despite the Canadian lockdowns. And I, just so you guys know, I'm on team, I'll wear masks and I'll do the two weeks to flatten the curve a year ago. And now I'm like all about the memes that are like, you know, the Rona can't find me at Walmart, but the Rona can find me at church. So, <laughs> you know, don't go to church, but do yeah. go to Walmart. And I'm, um, I, I no longer believe that hashtag science is even remotely into genuine science and genuine inquiry and understanding what's going on. And I am, I never really believed that the government was looking out for my own good, but specifically in this world, the government is using this as an opportunity to, or not the government, people in the government are using this as an opportunity to crack down on things that they've never liked and didn't have a good reason to crack down on. And I think this Polish pastor or James Coates in Canada are prime examples. Like James Coates's church didn't have a single case of COVID, which I think is God's grace to them. And yet, they and they continued meeting throughout, and yet he was put in prison for a month um, for continuing to lead his congregation in in-person worship. And so this Polish pastor is arrested. You guys, this guy survived communism, if you haven't followed this story. And police came into his building twice during services. One of them was on Easter Sunday, and he just, he was not having it. He yelled at them until they left. And then they arrested him in the middle of the highway, um, you know, on his knees in the middle of the interstate, handcuffs behind his back sort of thing. And I had this picture in my mind while I was reading the book of Ephesians, just because that's where I was in my daily Bible reading. And, and the Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians from prison. And partway through the book, I was like, I should pray for these things for this guy. And then a little bit further into the book, I was like, wait a second, I should be praying that this guy is strengthened like Paul was strengthened from prison and that he's able to be so filled with the Spirit and so filled with grace that he can keep exhorting and encouraging his congregation in the powerful way that Paul does to the Ephesian church from prison. Does that make, does that distinction make sense? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just, I think we forget the, the fact that Paul in writing the book of Philippians, writing Romans, writing Ephesians, he was in a lot worse situation than the American or the Canadian churches right now. And he was still able to have this incredibly powerful ministry that literally, I mean, it was inspired, right? That our ministries are not Holy Spirit inspired in quite the same way that Paul's was. Um, but he's able to have this incredible 
gospel ministry to people who are not in chains. And so we also can be bold and feel empowered and not feel like this is the first time this has ever happened. (laughs) Because literally the word of God that we read was formed, was communicated to us under similar or worse circumstances. Um, And I, one of the things I've just loved about, so Anna, this is the first time in my life that I, because of the, I follow the Bible Reading Challenge group on Instagram, I follow the Bible Reading Challenge group on Facebook, (coughs) and I check in on those platforms more than I probably should on a daily basis, but they are posting in both platforms on a regular basis and other people, especially in the Facebook group, will add commentary about what struck them on any given day. And so there's this encouragement to keep going. And also there's regular encouragement. If you get behind, don't try to catch up. Like if you if you struggle through the book of Jeremiah or the book of Ezekiel, don't try to catch up. Just Just get us where we are. Like if you had a really busy day and you didn't eat breakfast or lunch... You don't sit down at dinner and say, I can't eat dinner until I make up for eating breakfast and lunch. You just eat dinner. What's set before you? And so that's their point with with the Bible reading as well. Just just eat today's food. You don't have I to love get caught it. up. I think it's great. I can't do it. I, you know, I'm doing the machine reading plan on ESV.org. Has, even on their app, has some awesome resources. In fact, one week I went through Paul Tripp's leadership uh, leadership video series. But anyway, they've got all these cool resources, and one of those are various Bible reading plans. And my mom really liked the machine reading plan when she went through it last year. So I went through it this year. But I have a hard... I can get ahead. I love getting ahead. I like. I started I never get listening. Ahead. I started listening on my way to do Ski Patrol. I would listen to the, to the Bible on... Because they've got a guy narrating, so he'd read to me. And I don't know... I, it varies. It depends. It doesn't like I retain as much one way or the other, but it depends on kind of where my head's at at the moment. But anyway, so I'd listen to these on the way to on the way to ski patrol on the way to Red Lodge, which is an hour drive, hour drive, hour drive there, hour drive back. <laughs> and I would get just sucked into it. The next thing I know, I'm like four chapters into the one. So I'm like, by the end of the whole, by the end of ski season, I was like three months ahead. Um, so I mean, so you, I love you don't that. have to read your Bible for three months. No, no, I'm trying to read every single day, but I, I need to get back. I've lost the consistency, like the same consistency that we had with don't drink alcohol during the week. We're only going to, you know, enjoy on the weekends. <laughs> I need to get back into that too. Um, but like waking up at six in the morning, sitting in my chair, reading my Bible, super consistent when my world is consistent, but my world has been so inconsistent for the last two months. It's been very difficult for me to remember, mm. but I hate, 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 hate seeing that I'm not on or ahead your, of the date I'm supposed to be does on. Does your app have like a check off the day thing? Yes. Okay. See, mine does too, which I actually, I really need and love. Like I, yes. I know that people say reading your Bible on your phone is not ideal, but I love, I reading love on my now. opening my phone and literally checking off. Okay. So today I read Revelation 13, Revelation 14, and it, each chapter it checks it off automatically for me as I finish it, all the way to mm-hmm. Revelation 17, and then it like goes, congratulations, you Mine finished bounces. your daily reading. I haven't finished, I haven't finished, I haven't figured out, like, 
for a while, like I love how it started because I'm starting with like the beginning of the world of all time as Christ recorded as the Bible records it, the beginning of the uh, the uh, the beginning of the gospel, so the beginning of Jesus's ministry, the beginning of the of the New Testament church, and there was like the beginning of God's covenant with His people, or something like, like that. One chapter in each place i'm reading four generally i read one to two like with psalms and proverbs i've well with psalms i've read i've read a couple of books i've read two chapters at once but most of the time i'm going through four different places in scripture at the same time mm-hmm. and they all have a correlation um but this where i'm at now is a little bit more difficult to pinpoint what that correlation is mm-hmm. other than but they'll skip chapters every now and then hmm. but i think you end up coming back to that chapter so it's like oh interesting it's not a computer it's, yeah it's not a computer it's not a and it's not a cover to cover sort of deal mm-hmm. but it syncs with my iphone but the only problem is i'll connect it to like i'll be driving around town i'll be like i haven't done my battery today so i'll turn it on on my truck and my phone <laughs> every time it skips a verse it's like a new track every time yeah. it goes to the next verse so for a while there is something will get screwed up and every time i go to switch to a new maybe it's in your car every time i go to switch to a new track like itunes will kick on and i'll play music i'll be like no so i'll have to go back to the verse and you know some of those verses yeah. are really short it's like i can't i can't do that it's not working for um, me today. this morning so elise our six-year-old <clears throat> she is often the first <clears throat> one of the kids up and she'll come into my room and she'll lie in bed with me and for some reason she likes it when i switch to audio on my bible reading and <laughs> i'm in revelation and i was like this is Kind of like Harry Potter. It's a little bit weird and maybe a little bit scary. And she only, she heard like three chapters and she goes, that wasn't scary like Harry Potter. And I was like, I mean, I feel like I'm living some of this right now. And I don't know if it's going to get worse because I feel like it probably will get a lot worse. Like hundred pound hailstones sounds really terrifying to me. And it's, she just... You know, because she's listening to it and she doesn't get it and all the weird beasts and whatnot. But um, Let's go I plant a tree in our yard, babe. I know. I, I actually, what did I put on Instagram? I Right in the middle of all the reading where I'm like, like, you can't buy or sell without the mark of the beast, which totally sounds like Rod Dreher's social credit thing, right? Oh, totally. But it also totally sounds like vaccines. <laughs> Because you can't travel. And if the beast is the world, I mean, the beast is the spirit of the age, right? Um, But there was something else with the mark of the beast where I was like, "Wait a second, Um, that kind of sounds like these days." But um, (laughs) that's COVID. It's going to be in our skin. Oh yeah, yeah, basically. Um, But then I got to Revelation seventeen fourteen. They will make war on the Lamb. All these different people who hate jesus the lamb will conquer them for he is the lord of lords and the king of kings and those with him are called and chosen and faithful and i was like that's all i need like yeah that's all just I ignore need. that's the only thing i mean really the world may run out of gas away. and uh, you know just all the other terrible things that are happening in the world right now and those the lamb will conquer and those with him are called and are faithful and are chosen and i even with hundred pound hailstones and beasts and sores and I don't even know what else, um, the lamb will conquer. It's all I really need to know. Move on with life. It is. <sighs> it's. If only I could take a deep breath and trust that all the time. Yep. 
your guns won't save you, your good looks won't save you, your smarts won't save you, your job won't save you. Your blockchain won't save you. I mean, even the COVID vaccine won't save even you. Even your church attendance and how your life looks, how clean yeah. up your life looks. How well you Bible read won't save you. I mean, it's a good thing that our salvation doesn't rest on any of that. On us. Ooh. It doesn't rest on us. Nothing that we do. That's a good message to take away. So, that said, I think we're we're just about at about an hour, Molly. Are we really? Yes. Oh my gosh. I still have things on my list to talk about. Of course you do. Well, you can... <laughs> <laughs> you can save them for next week. Okay. If, unless they're relevant. Unless everybody in our circle wants us to go to like an hour and a half show. That's... Or like a I two can't hour talk show. that much time. I have to go make dinner. Yeah, true. So, alright. Uh, if you guys have enjoyed what you've heard... Awesome. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you guys sharing it with sharing us with your friends. Uh, let them know what you like about us. You can follow us on Instagram at toobusytoflush.com or at toobusytoflush. T-O-O busy. Uh, T-O. Flush. Too busy to flush. And then uh, you can email us at tb2f at pm.me. You can send me a text message at 406-318-7136. I always relay the messages on to my wife. So uh, I'll move messages. And it's a virtual Google number. So the idea being behind it, I can just ditch it whenever I want. Move on with my life. <laughs> once once you decide that Google's tracking you a little too closely. Oh, they totally are. Are you kidding me? Everybody knows where I'm at. I also run an iPhone. So what does that say? Right. They would find my life pretty boring. But the fact is, I'm not going to get into it. The fact is, I shouldn't be even worried about what you're doing or where you're at. So, anyway, um, yes, email, telephone. Uh, you can send us a postcard on our website, www.toobusytoflush.com. And you can buy shirts and swag. And anything linked that we mentioned can in the I show. Can I comment about our shirts? So we have a shirt, you guys, that is a life motto for us. That mm-hmm. is, people are weird and hard. Yep. You may have heard that on the world and everything in it as a tagline that yes. we own very deeply. And if it offends you, I'm sorry, we may not be for you. <laughs> <laughs> but people Fair. are people. Are we 100% still love you. Carry on well with life. Made in God's image, and they're deep and infinite dignity because they're made in god's image but they also are fallen and they also are very different than we are because we all bear with god's image differently and so by saying people are weird and hard we're recognizing that we're all sinful and fallen and we don't necessarily have to understand each other or um have the same difficulties as they are in order to get along with each other and give each other grace but so we had a conversation with some friends last friday night when we had dinner with them and he's a musician like jr (laughs) and he was commenting on how um how online church has been a challenge for him because you don't hear the congregation sing you hear the lead musician and people sometimes the lead musician is singing flat and so we were joking that maybe we should have a women's shirt that says people are weird and hard and flat (laughs) and for some of us that would be more appropriate than others (laughs) but we probably won't start selling that in the store (laughs) going back to we might not be for you you both if you were offended by that joke we might not be for you I'm actually drinking out of a people are weird and hard mug right now. Um, people are weird and hard and flat. 
see if the tea I'm drinking right now. You guys, if you like rooibos tea, oh, man. now tea. Um, oh. Their rooibos tea is my one of my favorite daytime teas. We'll link it in the show notes, as I said. Yeah, if I if they sell it. They do. All right. They do? Oh, I'm sending cool. JR a link right now to my right. favorite tea that I'm drinking out of my people are wearing hard mug right now. So look up uh, look up the show notes. We'll include links to relevant things on show notes. If you don't find it there, check the website under the Swag Shack. Scroll down, and you'll see a list of some recommended things that we enjoy or find particular value of. I recommend if you do want to buy some cryptocurrency, you buy Ethereum. And I'm not pumping and dumping been doing really well it's got uh, a ways to go because there's a lot of good technology behind it anyway that's all i have to say i'm selling crypto on the show now this is great (laughs) too bad you can't get a commission let me give you my wallet you can donate to us in crypto oh boy yeah i shouldn't say that i'm done okay all right guys have a great week uh and we will talk to you lord willing next week